On this episode of Before You Were Jaded, we watched Brock Lesnar beat the piss out of John Cena. And it's Taylor. And uh, yeah, this is before you were jaded. So guess what? I don't think you've heard me talk about it yet, but Peacock has been fucking this up, dude. Like, can they get their shit together? I do not know what their like end game is, but they're like, hey, let's go ahead and just ruin every fucking podcast. That watches old wrestling, so... Well, hey, man, people that like Everybody Loves Raymond are starting to love the podcast, because I've been watching the fuck out of it. I also started Young Rock, bro. It's so fire. <laughs> <laughs> you were, like, criticizing me earlier because I had pointed out that Nothing Young Rock is not historically correct. This guy did not do... He didn't point out. He's acting like he was like, well, you know, this motherfucker goes, trash, garbage, boo. I was like, dude, I didn't even watch this motherfucker. This guy's watched like a half an episode. Don't let him fool you. I know. I've watched uh, every episode he so was far. He walking in and out doing shit while he was watching. He didn't pay attention. <laughs> but I just know for a fact, like, all of the people in the room that they're putting together are it's just not historically accurate. I don't know, man. I feel like that's a weird thing to, like, guesstimate time on. Like, he's just like, when I was a kid, I met Andre once. You know what I mean? Like, he could have met him one time. Dude, he did not say he met him once, bro. He did, bro. He said, I can tell you the story about the one time I met Andre. He literally said one time before he said it. So explain the time that Andre was in the room with him that time they were booking the match, and then explain the time that Andre... No, I mean as a kid. He's talking about when he's a kid. This is Young Rock. I'm saying there are several scenes in that show where they're... It puts The Rock, Young Rock, and Andre in the same room. It's always like flashbacks of his dad when he's like famous that he's in. It's never like there's one scene with the kid Rock, and then the rest is like, oh, here's my dad when he was a star, now he's not a star. Also, why didn't they not get the real Iron Sheik to reprise, you know, his real life role? I feel like they did loosely base the character off of his Twitter and didn't do any research whatsoever. (laughs) Like, every joke is about him cussing. Which is funny. I mean, you know what I mean? But it's like, I think they just looked at his Twitter and were just like, this is the character. Yeah, that's the Iron <laughs> Sheik. You know? That's that's what we're doing today. We're going to base this character solely off of what we see. But man, is it a funny, funny thing to do? And do we not love, you know, the Iron Sheik on Twitter? We do. All right, so let's talk about this uh, pay-per-view we're going to talk about today. So it's SummerSlam 2014. Like I said... Peacock's been fucking us up. We had this whole nice little schedule of good old wrestling. I'm not super happy about the lack of pay-per-views they have, but I'm on board due to the other things that they have on Peacock. I have a revelation in this uh, pay-per-view, but I'll share it. I'll wait to share it until we get to that match. But this was fun. I This was a really good thing. And here's the fun part. We've talked about it on the podcast before. The main event is one of my favorite matches of all time. Not because it's the world's greatest wrestling match or anything like that. But it was one of those matches when I watched it live. I was absolutely floored. It was nothing I've seen before in wrestling. And it will always you know, have really good memories with me. But... 
you have to stick to the end to get that. So let's go ahead and talk about Paige and AJ Lee. I hate this era of wrestling. <laughs> I just don't like it. Like, this whole card was just like, except for Brock Lesnar, everything in this card was something I hated. I didn't like a thing in this fucking card. This is where I, like, really started getting back into wrestling full-time and what ended up where I'm at today. So I've told you before, I've told the podcast before, the podcast, uh, that I, you know, fell out, out of love with wrestling for a little bit. So... This era of wrestling kind of got me back, and it was partly because of Bray Wyatt. He is such a gem. He's the shit. He's the one shining star. But the thing is, like, you oh, there's more than one shining so star. So many people in this that look miserable, and you can tell they're miserable because you know that they were miserable. Like through the whole card, like every, oh, there's like, <coughs> John Moxley, Jericho. He looks fucking miserable in that match. <laughs> that character is just not fun. <laughs> like it takes all the livelihood and fun out of him and just makes him lame. So you tell me you just fucking hated that match? I hate no, dude. That's a that's a harsh. I didn't hate it. I just have seen both of those guys do better things. Yeah, no, no, they a lot better things. <laughs> they well, nothing is going to compare to Chris Jericho and WCW. For me, that's some of his best shit. Really the early his, Attitude Era, obviously. I, yeah, I really love that. I, honestly, like, he's switched gimmicks and every time been successful. Like, this is not a bad gimmick for me. It's just, I remember a lot of matches in this short-haired Chris Jericho. This is I don't thing. think you like that look on him. It's also annoying. Like, he has, like, the year on his boots and his shirt. <laughs> like, it's just fucking annoying. It's like, Y2J, 2014. Oh, yeah, it's even on like, his tights. Fuck off, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Just get a regular fucking outfit. I, I'm i not really a big fan of him with that, like, look where he wears just the tights. I personally like him in uh, leggings, I guess I'll call them. Like, uh, tights, you know what I mean? I don't mean? mind that. I, but I want him to I be, don't like the trunks, I guess. I it. love the egotistical Chris Jericho where it's, like, bedazzled everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun for me. And, like, he always finds a way to bring out 80s rock in every one of his characters. And I just don't get it out of this guy. Well, that's his, his thing. Is and He's very... That. Everything he's done is based off of, like, old rock stars and stuff. That's what he's always wanted to kind of uh, emulate as a wrestler. And he's performed it very, very well, especially as he's developed and grown and, you know, taken his character and grown with it. Like, I always like to say there's a band I really like, Census Fail. I'm sure you've heard of him, Taylor. Oh, oh, yeah, you hate them because he was drunk and said some shit, right? No, man, I don't like motherfuckers that come to your city and talk shit. Like, I just don't like that. Like, don't come to my fucking city at all, you fuck. You know what I mean? Like, just stay the fuck away. Like, I understand he's like a Florida man. Any he from here or some shit? No. I thought he was from Florida. He seems like a Florida guy. He came into town just talking that wild shit. I'm just like, you motherfucker, dude. I've seen eight other bands that are better than you today. Today. <laughs> and you're going to come up here drunk and talk shit to me. Like, you are not that good. And I like that. For, that first album's amazing. The one with, uh... You know what I'm talking about? I'm not even sure, but, you know, we're not going to sit here and spend all our time on Census Fail, so... Sure? We can talk about them a little bit longer than fuck-ass bitches. Dude, well, what I was saying is, <laughs> so they ended up going... They made music for me in a time of my life where it made sense, and then they grew up as I grew up. And, you know, I always appreciated that. Boo. Ah, oh, dude, you... They go on a list of, like, three bands that are just assholes, that have just been assholes that I've seen. What are the other two? 
Jane's addiction. Oh yeah, tell us about your Jane's addiction these, experience. This, okay, I don't want to just keep saying these because that encompasses the whole band, and it's not everybody's fault in Jane's addiction. It's just Perry Falwell. All right. That motherfucker can get to hands. If I ever see Perry Falwell, I'm it's gonna, on site. I'm fucking him up. It's on site. <laughs> this motherfucker said, "I know y'all like pigs," and was talking about farming and shit like. You motherfucker, what kind of stereotype is that? I've never been on a fucking farm in my life. <laughs> Just because I'm from the Midwest, you think I'm out fucking shucking corn? I do. This motherfucker could get beat up, dude. Old drunk-ass wino. Had a bottle of wine on fucking stage. Listen here, motherfucker, come see me. What? I'll fuck your little Jane's addiction ass up. So you were definitely not addicted to Jane. Yeah, or, fuck him. And fuck his stupid music, too. They're a shitty blind melon is what they are. <laughs> tell me how really they are. They're a shitty blind melon. All right, so now tell us who the third one is. Okay, so he puts on a great show. <laughs> I really love his music. Riff Raff's a dick. <laughs> All right, you got to give I us a story. Him. He's a cocksucker, dude. He's a real <laughs> cocksucker. Like, I need to know how this story This went. motherfucker is, like, taking pictures. You know, like a line. Oh, the war tour where he did. Yeah, I understand. Like, he's taking pictures. But I understand that I'm a fan of yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I understand that you're an entertainer. Like is that the census well was on that year, right? No, it was a different year. This is in Chicago. Like, I went to Chicago to see Warped Tour a couple of years. What year was it? It was later. I was older. It couldn't have been that long ago. Like, the year before they closed down? That Census Failed was on that, that year. I, when I saw Census Failed, it was like 2014 or 2015. Well, Census Census Failed was on that year, so it was I before still Sturging. It was Let It Unfold You it had come out and was out for a couple of years. When you saw them, yeah. Well, I'm saying that year with Riff Raff, that Census Failed was on that. It was Warped Tour you're talking about, right? So Census Failed was on that. I remember because i had what happened was i went to the st pete date like i'd always done right it got rained out towards the end and like we like every time i die and everyone got like meh or like postponed i i want to say every time i die i think they played i'm not sure they crushed it mine bro every time every time i i every time i've seen every time i die is on warp tour and they're brilliant they're one of my favorite bands small venue shows and it's so much better dude. shout out to the butcher Shout out to the Emerson, which closed down. Oh, man. That shit was, they were in like, it's like, it fills up with like 150 people. And it's just violent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you see those Acacia Strain style bands. It's oh. really violent in a small room. Well, let's talk about the Acacia Strain. No, no, no. Let's finish the story. <laughs> so the Warped Tour rained out and they gave everyone in Florida, they were like, hey, if you have tic- still have your tickets to St. Pete, your tickets are valid to any other Florida day because that was like the f- second or maybe first Florida date out of four Florida dates that year. And so we had access to go to the Orlando date and the Jacksonville date. You go to both? No, we just went to the Orlando date. You puss. But so (laughs) the uh, first day of Warped Tour, I had bought a Census Fail shirt that actually has Stone Cold Steve Austin and a uh, sharpshooter from Bret Hart when he was like all bloodied up. These motherfuckers are just trying to take other people's shit to get money. Now. It's one of my favorite shirts, man. But anyway, <laughs> so I had bonded with the merch guy. He was a really nice guy. And the next day, I had ended up moshing for Census Fail and I ripped my sh- pants. And he like hooked me up with a pair of champion Census Fail shorts for like 10 bucks because I'm a Hell hustler yeah. like that. You know how it be. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I can't fuck with it. 
But yeah, that was Riff Raff was on there because Riff Raff was playing while sets of sale. He just he didn't show me anybody any respect and was just like didn't even look at anybody. He was just like, yeah, cool, whatever, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? It's just like. Listen, man, fuck you. I've heard multiple stories like that, so if it makes you feel better, he played in a parking lot down the road in Port Ritchie for, like, 30 people. Oh, he'd be doing that a lot. I will say, he does a lot of those small, shitty shows. He's grinding. <laughs> He's out there doing his I, what he I really takes. do like his music, too. I can't lie. I'm a, there's a, I'm a fan. I like the Neon Icon, but I've heard there's uh, some several controversial things about Riff Raff. Look but, at him. You don't think he's controversial? Have you seen him? Yeah, you're not wrong. But <laughs> the motherfucker is controversy. He really is. But Why are we talking about riff rap on a wrestling podcast? Yeah, so let's get back to this Paige AJ, AJ Lee match. I really liked it, man. It's all right, man. I just, man, listen, this is just not for me. Like, I, I understand, like, I was really interested to see these two go at it because they're both Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, probably. Well, Paige is in, right? I don't think either of them are. Really? Yeah, no, no, neither of them are. Wow. They will be one day. They should be, at least. They should be. They should so be. here's a question for you. Do you know who AJ Lee is married to? Of course they do. Okay, I do. just wanted to make sure. Of course they do. And... The, what? Triple H. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, this, but Daniel Bryan. <laughs> watching this match, it was really nice because 2014... We don't have women's wrestling somewhat as prominent as it is today. Like, women definitely weren't main eventing WrestleMania in 2014. And I also want to shout out Paige for running a heel gimmick. Hardcore. The way it's supposed to be done. Well, I think they booked her exactly like they booked Mickey James when she came in. I don't know. Like, the mocking and, like, it's such a good way to do things. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best way to be a heel and to get heat is just to mock someone that everybody loves. Well, she was really good. And that finish, the rampage, mm-hmm. it was fucking gnarly. Uh, well, did you watch the promo package, though, where she ended up, like, coming out on Raw for her first night and winning the uh, Divas Champion? What I feel really bad for is AJ Lee because she didn't actually get to win the, uh, you know, WWE Women's Championship. She had to deal with that fucking stupid-ass The butterfly diva. belt. Yeah, I hated it it's so much. It's garbage. It's garbage. And there's a very good reason why, why it was fuck replaced. Why do you want a pink ass belt, dude? <laughs> With a butterfly Instead on. Instead of gold. Give these motherfuckers some gold. Well, they did. They I did. Know, but not early enough. It should have been done way earlier. Well, there were there were very few standouts at that point, but AJ Lee and was definitely carrying it on her back. You're right. And like I said, I really liked this match. Shut I know you. Punk. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, let's move on to the uh, bad gimmick. Or, uh, let's right. You want to do it with this? This is the one you want to use it on? You don't want to use it on Roman Reigns later? I misspoke. Oh, no, we're using it on this now. You misspoke and made it into existence. You spoke it into existence. This is a bad gimmick. This was going to be the skip to match. No, well, it can be both because Jack Swagger is not aging well. <laughs> My God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fast forward six years, and this is a completely inappropriate gimmick. Yeah, no, and so here's the thing. I liked Zeb Coulter at points, but then the more and more I saw, like, no, everything. Bro. you Back then, this was not thought of as inappropriate. You fucked with this guy. Tell me you did. I like Dutch Mantel. Nah, fuck him. If you like him, we're gonna we got problems. I understand Jack Swagger. But do you know what Dutch Mantel's done for wrestling? I don't know. I don't fuck with him. He's got his shifty eyes. 
Dude, he is so influential, and he did a tell lot for lot. WCW. Tell me about what he did, and I'll change my mind. I'll apologize to Dutch Mantel if you tell me his credentials. Go watch WCW in the 80s and 90s. That's what I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, simple as that. You know, he, his impact and his footprint on wrestling is very, like... So this is the motherfucker that let go of Damone Stryker? What? You, what? This is the motherfucker that fired Damone Stryker? Damone Stryker? Yeah, do you know who Damone Stryker is? I do not. It's Edge. <laughs> Where the fuck did you pull that out of? He was in WCW at that time. And they fired him. Really? Yeah, and then he wound up somewhere else, obviously, as somebody else. So I have to admit it. Uh, I've just been chilling all day, and I've been totally out of it all week. So I'm just uh, just here for the ride, man. Remember that and Google the Moon Striker, and you'll get the joke better. All right, cool. I why don't we why don't we Google it right now, man? I'm actually really disappointed that you didn't get the joke right away. Like that was just a, a slam dunk old school wrestling joke that I just told. Like it was like Shaq in the fourth quarter just backing down his enemy, turning around and just slamming it right in their fucking face. Well, you know, usually I'm very big on uh, references like that, and I so I'm kind of Damon Striker. Damon Striker. It's the moan. It's the accent. Adam Copeland. <laughs> What the fuck kind of... <laughs> His hair was so fucking beautiful. I mean, he looked exactly like he did in the fucking brood. <laughs> Except he doesn't have that stupid... WCW, pro wrestling. <laughs> I, I needed... I probably knew this subconsciously in I the back of my head. I know you did. There's no way you didn't. Uh, dude, like I said, I'm just... I thought fucking... I would slam dunk one in your face and you would laugh and then it just didn't get it. So, I know Kevin's out there rolling right now, though. Yeah, Kevin's probably judging me so fucking hard. Everyone's probably judging me so hard. <laughs> he got the joke. Dude, what can I say? I'll be honest. I'm not perfect, man. I'm Dude, not... You know, fu- this match in particular, though, like... This match is not perfect. They tried to make Rusev the bad guy, but I was totally rooting for him. And he was teaming up with Putin, and I was on his side. Well, here's... <laughs> weird? They tried to put Putin in there like, that's going to push me away, but Jack Swagger is so unlikable. Did you did you see the or sign where it was like a picture of Putin? It was like, USA, USA, USA. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. Rusev was for the sale, or ah, sale. Rusev for the sell job of the year, man. Like he was fucking doing it. He pretended like his goddamn ankle was broken when he tried to do the fucking uh, accolade, and he was like, I couldn't. Bro, he he milked that ankle injury for five minutes. He cried when he was (laughs) fucking putting it on, and putting on him for the submission, man. Like he did it. He fucking sold as hell, and who? Better than Lana, who sells that horrible she's, fake Russian accent. He's so mean back then. Like, she's just mean. She'd be like just bossing him around. Get the hell up! That's why I don't understand how they've managed to make her just this pathetic fucking face. Like, it's not working. I, I still don't dislike don't... it as much as you do, I don't think. You like I'd Lana? I'd love to see more of her and less of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. <laughs> I would just like them to just take them off of TV for a couple months and just give me more Lana. If I'm being honest with you, I don't like them, but I enjoy Reginald, so I'll deal with it. What? I don't hate Reginald. You love Reginald. Tell yes. me more. Expand on this, please. I'd like to hear your thoughts. What made you turn on Reginald? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very intrigued. You know, a couple beers in, I was watching. I think it was that uh, segment where they went shopping with Reggie. Yeah, that's a good one. 
That was. I secretly like Reggie too. I haven't told anyone. <laughs> Reggie buds now. You, you don't tell anybody else that you like Reggie though, because they'll make fun of you. I won't, because I like Reggie too. But everybody else. Will. So what I'm saying is, is Shayna Baszler really sold it for me because she was just like, "Fuck, dude, I have to be here," and that's me. When I like Gabby takes me like Target. Oh my fucking god! Do not bring me. And Gabby to Target together. I don't want to go to any store. I will want to end my fucking life. I don't want to go to a single store with her. Except for Goodwill. Actually, you're wrong. That's the one place I want to go with her is Goodwill because she'll go look at shit and I can go look at shit. But everywhere else, it's like, she just wants to be in a place for too long. You know what I mean? Like, let me just hang out over here or hang out over here. It's like, motherfucker, I'd rather watch Everybody Loves Raymond. Like, well, I would not rather be watching (laughs) Everybody Loves Raymond. But my thing is, is like, I take... I, like, figure out what I need from a place. I look at it very quickly. I don't have to, like, touch it. I don't have to feel well, you it. you know I don't what know. you want before you go in. Yeah, exactly. It's common sense. It's how men shop. Look, I want tomatoes, bacon, lettuce, and bread. I'm going to go get the bread. I'm going to go get the tomato. I'm going to go get the bacon. I'm going to get the lettuce. And you know where I'm going to go? To the cash register. Pay and leave. Well, and then so with Gabby, when she wants to go to fucking Target, she wants, like, say she, we're going to look for clothes. She'll know what kind of clothes she needs. Like, say she needs pants, right? She'll go look at the dresses. She'll go look at the bra. She'll go look at the pants. She'll go look at the shorts. She'll go look at, like, you know, everything, man. And with me, I'm like, all right, I need jeans. I go right to the jeans. I know exactly what kind of fucking jeans I'm looking for. And for, like, men's jeans, you know, like, it'll always say, like, the kind of fit, like, slim fit, skinny fit, uh, you know, carpenter fit, all that bullshit. And so I know what I'm looking for. I usually look for a skinny or, like, a slim fit. And... I grab that, and I, I don't even try it on. Like, I know what size I wear, and if it doesn't fit, I'll return it. But I grab it, bada boom, you know, I'm out of the fucking room. She's like, all right. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was slick. Did you see that from Enzo? <laughs> uh, maybe subconsciously. Bada boom, I'm out of the room. Go I, ahead, continue. I've told you I met him, right? Yeah, Have we bro, talked so about- he's just like his swag just seeps into your pores, and now you're just Enzo? He, he was really fucking nice. Wouldn't it be great if Impact later on brought him in in a couple weeks? Oh, dude, that would be so... <laughs> How do you feel about Morsey? We talked about I'm this Wednesday. I'm excited about it, bro. He looks great. I just, like I said, you know what I want? Give me the Battle of the Giants. Uh, you know, I'll take it. Him Actually, and Moose? To, him and, no, him and Doherty. I or like, Doherty and Moose. I would like uh, to see him and I'd rather, Moose. I'd rather not see Joe Dory. Well, I can't say his name. I'm sure I've said it wrong three times. So if I have people, don't cru- cru- crucify me. Like, you know what I mean? Just take it easy. But I want to see him and Moose, and I don't want to see him run through Moose. Because everybody, they every time he does anything, he runs through whoever he's fighting. You know what I mean? Uh. And it's kind of annoying. Like, I really love how big he is, and he's a dope character with an old, weird country face. But he could be fire. I would just want to see Moose wrestle the whole roster just one after another. I think every re- match should have Moose in it. Moose is? I really like Moose, man. Show. Like, he should just be a guest star in every match. Just show up at the end and be like, Moose is here. Moose, 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 <laughs> Moose, Moose. The former Atlanta Falcon. Yeah, I love that shit. You, I could see you being a big Moose guy. So let's go ahead and wrap up this match. And then I, have to, I want to talk to you about uh, a new Impact star. Real quick before we move on to Seth Rollins and Ambrose Arini. Uh, so, yeah, this match was a bad look. I'm still going to talk about my, uh, you know, bad gimmick later on. But yeah. this was a bad gimmick. And if I were you, I'd skip this match. Some things don't age right. 
if you wanted to watch it, Ruth is worth his sell job. We went a lot of places in seven years as a country. Yeah. And this was time-stamped in the past and should stay in the past. I 100% agree with you. Like, it was... I think most of their style decisions throughout this pay-per-view should also stay in the past, and that includes Jerry Lawler's Affliction shirt. Oh, my God. So, let's talk about that, too. So, everyone was in suits. Everyone. Don't live by your code. He's the king. He like, can wear an Affliction shirt if he wants. He didn't even do his hair. He used to wear a gimmick outfit, you know what I mean? He would wear, like, a king's outfit nah, and everything. out of that, bro. This is 2014. Everybody's in Affliction. Yeah, dude, he was just in Affliction and fucking cargo shorts. <laughs> he was like, hey, guys, I'm here. And they're like, Jerry, you Where know. Where the th- fuck have you been? He showed up, like, three <laughs> minutes before time to go on. He, like, walks out of the back room. They're like, what the fuck are you wearing? He's, he's drinking. Like, Listen, motherfuckers, I got a monster on the way. I was running late. Yeah, he's like, you're gonna... like, you have to throw it away. We're sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's not even a monster. <laughs> it's some like weird like golf tournament cup. And it's like the logo is half faded. And you can tell that there's clearly <laughs> booze in it. It's a monster. And he's like, it's a monster if I say it's a monster. If it's in my cup, it's in my cup. They try to throw it out. They're like, as you swear to God, if you try to throw my fucking cup, I'll... I will throw you in an arm bar right now. I'll fucking punch you. Don't test me. I'll fucking punch you. You see my shirt? Affliction. That means I punch people. Do you not remember Memphis? I'm a wrestler, damn it! <laughs> All right. Oh, man, is he a wrestler? Is he an animatronic being that works at Chuck E. Cheese? All right, but yeah, he needs to chill out, and someone needs to get that guy a fucking suit. Oh, there's bad bad uh, dress, uh, dressings all over the place. Yeah, all right. Well, it's Sorry, 2014. It was so a, an abysmal time. It was truly an abysmal time. So let's go ahead and talk about the one thing I want to talk about impact-wise since we had touched on it. Hit me. Beer Gut Bailey. Huh? Beer Gut Bailey? Or, uh, fuck. Jordan Grace. Yes. I didn't know that was her name. I never seen her wrestle. I, she was amazing. Where was she at? Uh, she was in WWE as well. They called her Beer Gut Bailey. No, I made that joke. Damn, I was going to say, that would hurt my feelings. I like her, bro. <laughs> also, she's taking bookings, so take it easy, because I'm trying to get her in the podcast. No, I'm, I'm joking. She, <laughs> uh, I loved her. She was fucking amazing. Was she on fire? She was so good, but I, like, made that joke because, like, I, like, she looked like Bailey, but, like, she had, like, that, like, kind of, like, it's beer It's the same tan. They must go to the same No, tan. they have, like, like, the same physique, too, because, like, Bailey has, like, a little bit of a beer It is kind cut. of the same style as early Bailey, too. Like, she does have, like, that kind of outfit, like, Bailey would wear, and her hair, hair kind of is Bailey, too. And that's why I'm calling her, because, like, Bailey still has the beer gut, but, like, she has, like, the long hair like Bailey does and, like, where it was, like, more prominent because Bailey's in much better shape now than she used to be when she was in that. I don't think that, I don't know. I don't think that definition means better shape. She they probably she probably is, but they're just the same, bro, to me. I don't know. I don't notice that kind of shit. But if I'm being honest with you, I would rather watch Rachel Ellering. Than Bailey? In ring. <sighs> Bad take. Boo. Boo. Never disrespect Bailey. Bad move. I'm not disrespecting Do you Bailey. Know who I, am? I know who you are, but what I'm saying is, I right? Know I run a fan club. <laughs> no, no, you I don't. Just made that up. I don't run a fan club, but I am a big Bailey supporter. But what I'm saying is, is I like, like Rachel Ellie. Like, I'm not. Sitting she's and sitting on she's it. fresh, and she's like. No, don't take this the wrong way. Bailey is a god. Yeah, and but I've seen my fair share of Bailey matches. She's a god. She has five star matches. All right, fucking. How many girls? Mark out harder. No, man. There's about seven women 
that have multiple five-star matches. And she has like eight. <laughs> She's a handful of, of five-star matches. Not eight. That's a lot. But like four, five? Yeah. At least? Uh, Who else can say that? I can. Not that many people. Yeah. You're, I mean, I'll give it to you. She's criminally underrated. She's not underrated. No, she is. Everybody that ever puts together a top ten tries to like lean her in towards the back, and it's fucked up. She's criminally underrated. All right, go off, Poppy. I will, bro. Bailey forever. Hey, Bailey, if you're listening, shout-outs to you. You're the realist. Let's move on. All right, so uh, Seth Rollins and Damon Ambrose. Moving forward. What do you think? Okay, before we get into this, I need to talk about all the Lumberjacks because this is a hilarious hodgepodge of random people. Who's your favorite Lumberjack? I I'll like, tell you who mine is. I like Cody Dust and Gold Dust or Stardust. I know his name is Stardust, but I like to change his name because it's way funnier. <laughs> I've been calling him the Dust Brothers all day because I just think it's funny, but they're, they look so much alike. They have the same outfit. It's just hilarious. Oh, dude, I love the Stardust gimmick so goddamn much. <laughs> it was so such a gem. Cody is way too pretty to do the Gold Dust stuff. They were like trying to bury him, and he just made the best out of it. It was so damn good. But so that's those are your favorite because I'll tell you, guess who my my favorite is Tuck. No, I want RPD. you to guess. Nah. John. Who? John Huber. Uh, no. No. He had his. I don't know what his buddy's name is in a weird mask, but he's there. Uh, Eric Rowan. Yeah. What were you? Uh, who were you riding with? Just take one more guess. Who else was in there? Damien Sandow, in his fucking logger outfit. <laughs> Why was he there in that? Is that his character? No. He was just... So, you have to go back to 2014 to understand Damien Sandow. He would be one of your favorite wrestlers. He's just the best. So, they're like, yeah, you're going to be a lumberjack in a lumberjack match. He's like, all right, I'm going to dress like a lumberjack. And I just say, like, logger because, like... But he just, like, went full in and was, like, a lumberjack (laughs) with that. And, you know, he's, like, dedicated to the role. And... He is so underrated. I believe he's wrestling still, and I'm so proud of him. Oh, I forgot Titus O'Neil was out there too, wasn't he? Ura, Ura, Ura. <laughs> Damn right, Titus O'Neil was out there. Uh, this was a really good match. Uh, this match reminded me as well that I went to the pay per view right before this, which was Battleground. You're stretching really good. What do you mean? This was an okay match. It was better than most of the card, but it was an okay match. It's Seth Rollins and John Moxley. Okay, no. Dean Ambrose is not John Moxley. No, we're not doing that. All right. Absolutely yeah. not. This is not, this he's not, he's like level one Frieza at this <laughs> point. And he's still growing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not, maybe he's level two with the shitty weird fucking head. Yeah. He's level two Frieza. He's not going to final form until he gets to Moxtown. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think he's in final form either. And nobody likes number two Frieza. Nobody I, wants to see that. I think John Moxley is going to be a Terry Funk type. He's a shit, dude. I, I am so glad I got to see him. Yeah, up close and personal. I should have went. I fucked up, but that's okay. You you live and you learn. And one of these days, I'll see something that I enjoy. Were you going to Texas with me next year? Texas? Yeah, I believe WrestleMania. Yeah, oh, WrestleMania. Fuck no, I ain't going to the fucking Cowboys Stadium. What the fuck am I going to support that motherfucker for? <laughs> Old ass dick. I uh, I believe for our honeymoon next year, me and Gabby are going to go to Texas for WrestleMania. That's fire. You're going to go again? 
Well, yeah, we're gonna go, right. we're gonna start going to WrestleMania every year. Oh hell yeah! Okay, I see you. Like, I don't love WWE that much, but WrestleMania is something different. I feel you. I'm telling you, there's just something about being there. No, I don't trust Texas. Texas. I don't like it enough. I'm going to go get some good barbecue. I think Texas is just a, you know, a big hot skillet of shit and nobody needs to be near. Yeah. If anybody that lives in Texas listen to this, I'm just kidding. Dude, uh, just but go to... Not. Dude, everything's bigger in Texas, including the shit, you though. You know what else is bigger? Depression. <laughs> Boom. Higher depression rates in Texas. So You've yeah, heard it here first. I really did not hate this match. I like the ending more than I like the rest of the match because there were some things that made me laugh. Uh, I do like the idea that they have a lumberjack match and get out of the lumberjack fortress for some reason and just go wander around the stadium for 10 minutes. Also, the lumberjacks did nothing with stopping corporate Kane and then ended up turning into like a fucking battle royale. <laughs> this motherfucker just leaves. He starts the battle royale. And he's just and like, he's, peace. He's like, all right, nobody's hit me. Let me just get out of the ring here. He's like, I'm good. Peace. Why the fuck were all those other people even fighting? Uh, I, That's a great question. Because, of course, no, because uh, I remember. No, actually, I don't remember. Well, one thing I noticed is. That Corporate Kane assaulted someone. We had a reprise of the dark match. Did you see that? Cesaro fought RVD in that. <laughs> Dude, that was a little banger right there. It was a good, good fucking time. I was all right with it, bro. I think that... Uh, all right, so... The way they treat... Uh, Dean Ambrose is annoying. It's annoying how much they shove his gimmick down your throat when they don't need to. He also hated those pants that he had to fucking wear. It's just like... They want you to say lunatic fringe or hear lunatic fringe like 15 times every time he wrestles. Like It's just like... Oh, here he comes, off the top rope. The lunatic fringe. He landed. It must be the lunatic fringe. It's like, dude, fuck off. Lunatic fringe. We know he's fucking crazy. We get it. Every time he lands, he goes, whoa. It looks around the fucking room like he doesn't know what's going on. Lunatic fringe. He's leaning lunatic into the gimmick. Fringe. You don't also have to lean into the gimmick. You know, it's Michael Cole and his freakness. Not all of them. It's all of those motherfuckers. Were but it's freaky. You know, the freak. Yeah, I don't Freak know. me up. He freak. annoys me. Freak, 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 freak. He's like a shitty Adnan Vert. Oh, dude. You like Adnan? I love Adnan, bro. He's not bad. Now, here's the thing, bro. He, 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 I feel like he's going to quit. Have you seen anybody that's like, you haven't got to see, he's so funny. Like, that's the thing that pisses me off is everybody's shitting on him and they don't realize how funny he is. Like, I've heard him outside. Of this, and he's just so intelligent and so funny. And well, it's just like, they're going to cut him before they get the chance to hear how good he is. Well, maybe he should get better quicker. Nah, he's doing his best, bro. He's massively improved every time. The Dude. first night was bad. And I love him. And I'll say the first night was bad. He is massively improved. And honestly, the other night when people were just shitting all over him, fuck them, dude. Like, this motherfucker was saying some funny shit to me. I enjoyed his commentary. Are you going to pull a Jane Southern bomb on them and, like, find their address nah, and meet the show? I'll, I'll help Adnan Burke. If he wants to come with me and fight all these motherfuckers that are talking shit about him, I'll go with him. I'm not a very good fighter. Some people might say I'm a negative. Are you going to call yourself Street Fighter from now on? Bro, I will. I will. All right. All right. So, what did you like about this match, and what did you not like about this match? So, I really liked Corporate Kane. That's, and I... You know, every time you put Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, the thing is they know how to work each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It sets, Seth's great all the time. 
But I remember at this time, it was kind of a drag that like saga. And the thing is, is like when the shield broke up, they kept putting Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. They're, they also, they hadn't really developed them much outside the shield. So a lot of things they do in the, these matches, especially, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, is kind of lame. Oh, yeah. The finishers and like. The way that they're working each other, it's just kind of lame. Even though all three of them come from completely different backgrounds, you know what I mean? They were completely different wrestlers before the Shield was even a thing. So now you have them working together, but not, or like posthumous. And it's like, all right, so we know how to work each other and everything like that, but we're still learning how to do this WWE style. And like, like the stomp, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's cool. But it's not cool after you see it 150 times. Well, and it shows that, like, clearly for Seth and Roman, it worked out. But for John, you know what I mean? He was like, no, this is what I wanted to fucking do at all. They were running him into the ground with a a gimmick that didn't need to be the gimmick it was. He's doing the same thing now, except not annoyingly. Oh, yeah, no, he's just, he's being what that gimmick should have been all along. And it's, that's the problem with having too many people writing. Is what you get is you get mumbled shit that doesn't make enough sense. Well, if I'm being honest with you, John Moxley is one of the very few wrestlers that like actually represent what wrestling used to be. Him, fucking FTR, and like a few others, like they embody what old school wrestling. MJF Eric is another Young. Eric Young. You know what I mean? You have these certain wrestlers who are really trying to put on what wrestling used to be. They're all older dudes though, you notice that? MJF's not. Yeah, that, you're right. You're right. I, I'm a, you're right. He's a young cat. Even Bray Wyatt. Like, Bray is another perfect example before he was the Fiend. Series Black. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Bray Wyatt when we get back from break, but I think this is a good spot to end because uh, Seth Rollins won. It wasn't super crazy. He just yeets the fucking briefcase into John Moxley, yeah. a.k.a. Dean Ambrose's face, and gets the one, two, three. Did you see that picture of uh, Goldust I posted the other day with, like... I think you probably only saw the the picture of his face where he's in a group of people and he's just in makeup. And he has, like, a turtle, a white turtleneck and jeans on and he yep. just has the makeup on. Uh, there's a whole picture, and in the picture he's surrounded by, like, WWF legends. Like, Steve Austin's out there drinking a beer next to him and they're all, like, hanging out at a party. It's, like, a casual picture. This motherfucker's in full-ass makeup 24-7. <laughs> this guy went to the nightlife parties in gold dust makeup. Uh, yeah, because he's a fucking icon. K-Fabe is real. Not anymore. It K-Fabe was back is... then, bro. This motherfucker had to do so much work. Do you understand how much work it is to put that much makeup on every day, all the time? He's loyal to his oil, man. Every time he sweats, that makeup comes off. He has to reapply it. <laughs> he's just out, like, dancing with his, like, wife. And he's like, honey, I'm going to have to take a break in a minute. I'm going to go reapply some makeup. <laughs> Poor Terry Runnels. Oh man. Well, I am. I need a break, man. So we're gonna go ahead and come back at you in just a second. Man needs a break. All right. So we're back from break, and I'm gonna be honest with you. We usually talk about wrestling at this point, but we fucking the only thing that mattered in wrestling this week was Kenny Omega. Beating Rich Swan at Impact's Rebellion. Wow, did I stutter on that. At Impact's Rebellion. 
Yeah, we already talked about it on the Wednesday episode that came out a couple days ago, so I'm sure you don't want to hear that shit again. So we're just going to keep it moving, especially because it's like fucking 12 o'clock. We're really running behind schedule this week. Okay, so Alexa Bliss, we need to talk about it. I didn't watch. This shit is coming to a head. Something is going to happen next week. Should have happened this week. These motherfuckers are writing lazy as fuck. What's new? What's new? You're right. Here's the thing. So they teased that Alexa Bliss was going to start attacking the women's division. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? You know what I mean? And she, it seemed like it was going to happen this week, and it didn't. So next week, we're going to get to see the emergence of a red-haired doll. Lily? You think it's going to be Becky Lynch? I hope. I'd love to see her back. I don't care what role she's in. Just bring the motherfucker back. You know what I mean? I think they're just trying to get your like eyes on the product, but it's not going to work. I don't care. She's boring. Alexa Bliss is boring. I'm sorry. This whole thing has just gotten out of hand. All right. I was really interested at first, but I'm bored. So if I'm being honest with you, I keep up with shit, and you're the first person that I've heard anything about this from, so I really think that says how much weight that holds. Nobody watched this week. Because it was... It has it's not been, been good. Three weeks. It's been bad for three weeks. And the, the thing is, like, it's just getting worse. SmackDown's getting better. And it's getting worse. I don't know if SmackDown's getting better, honestly. You don't think? I think it had the ties and its lows. Oh, I'm excited. Bailey. Bianca Belair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I've also... I did miss this Friday's SmackDown as well, just because of my work schedule, so... I'm hoping to watch it with no issues on Friday and hope it, it like really blows away my expectations. Yo, I know that we forgot about talking about this because we're way deep into a podcast, but can we talk about how Hulk Hogan was just sucking the network off on this fucking thing? Nine ninety nine, just nine ninety nine. Well, the thing is, like, he always does this like corporate shill thing, and he inserts his gimmick, and like you know, I've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about how much I like his promos. In the past, like the vitamins promo, and like I really do like his mic work a lot, but there is a point where you should stop bringing up your old shit because you're fucking your legacy up. And this is before racism. Yeah, no, he was just trying. It was a cash grab. He comes out and he goes, "Hey, brothers, ah, oh, the network, blah blah blah, nine ninety nine, and it's coming, and blah." Who cares, dude? And what the fuck? long has he been 70 years old this motherfucker's been old forever and doesn't age anymore you know, is there a thing that you hit a point of aging and you just don't age anymore i feel like in three years though he's gonna be like dramatically older he's what it's been this age for 12 years you're not wrong though he looks exactly like he did in impact right here he looks like he does now and in here gray and he's literally not changed since yeah no it's he been the same. didn't even look like this on his reality TV i don't show. think his mustache grows I think he just stays the same length. He doesn't even have to do anything with it. Like, he just burned it at the edges, so it just always stays the same length. It's the same. He never has to do anything. I think it's a thing. Honestly, bro, it's disgusting to see him just go out. This reminds me of that Wayne's World scene where he's like, uh, I would never sell out to the man. And then it flips back, and he's got, like, Adidas all over and Reebok. (laughs) He's covered in Reebok. He's got the, like, or Pepsi (laughs) 2 liter. You know, there's nothing like sell out to the man after you've had a nice cold glass of Pepsi. The Pizza Hut pizza. <laughs> that's such a funny scene, dude. Yeah, that's definitely a like perfect way to sum this up. Let's talk about uh, Bray Wyatt, though, and Chris Jericho, as Michael Cole would say, switching gears. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about this match, and tell me what you liked about it. Bray Wyatt, that's about it. I like Chris Jericho. We talked about it like very briefly earlier, but 
My problem with this match is it was a little bit boring on Chris Jericho's end. I don't think I don't think that they're a good pairing. Uh, you're I yeah, like their chemistry isn't really there. And Bray Wyatt, like he does his best. And he is such a phenomenal f- performer. He's not necessarily the world's greatest wrestler. I always seem to think that the spot fest in this match was from Jericho. It wasn't from him. Like he was just doing like the end, he was doing like weird things, which is what Bray Wyatt does, just weird stuff. Was it weird things or was he telling a story the entire time? Was he doing heavy ring psychology? Was like, uh, I think it was said on commentary, it was like, this is the pace fucking Bray Wyatt likes, you know? It's a world eater, so, thing, bro. He's eating people's world. He's not there to put on a flashy show. He's there to, you know, perform a lot of ring psychology. And Are we ready to talk about how I don't really like any Fiend match? How all these cinematic matches are kind of trash? Well, give me this rant right now. Okay, so I was re-watching the John Cena match the other day, which is a ball of hot garbage. Like, just a ball of hot The Firefly Funhouse? It's awful. There's no wrestling in the entire match. <laughs> like, it's not even a cinematic match. It's just cinematic. Nothing happens in that fucking match. It tells a story, man. What story? We've already watched that story. What did we learn? I learned fucking nothing. That's the problem. Every time he has a match, <laughs> I learn fucking nothing about what's going on. I have no fucking idea. It's like I've watched an eight-hour movie and don't know who any of the fucking characters are or what the fuck is going on. Do you want me to ask you the most important question, though? Does it keep you coming back? No, this has been going on for two years, and I still don't know. The other day, when WrestleMania happened, what the fuck, dude? This thing just gets weirder and weirder, and I just keep going deeper and deeper in the hole. Well, you can blame Vince for that, because uh, Bray was supposed to go over I understand. It's not even that he he lost. It's just this whole story is just fucking weird. Nothing is coming out of it. They've done this to us for two years, and nothing has come of this. Nothing. He's gotten nothing out of this, and it's ruined Alexa Bliss. She's gone to shit. You don't like Alexa Bliss anymore? I'm bored. Until she starts... I want her to beat the shit out of somebody next week. You want me to be interested? She's going to dog wash somebody next week. She's going to dog wash Shayna Baszler. What is a dog washer? That means she needs to beat the fuck out of her like Brock Lesnar got beat up John Cena in this pay-per-view. Well, let's keep this rolling so we can talk about that because I'm also like halfway falling asleep. Oh, wake up. You're the one that wanted to start so late, you booty. Wake up. Why'd you put a little bit of your makeup? (laughs) Uh, Pop a bang. I wish, but that would be horrible. Bring your Capri Sun then. It'd be happy. I got my Capri Sun, baby boy. Uh... Yeah, Sister Abigail for the dub on this. It was a great time. And it was an okay time. We're going to move on to my bad gimmick of the week. We're not going to spend too much time on this because this match is exactly what you would expect. You want to talk about a boring match? These two motherfuckers, you got safety's first Randy Orton, which is what I call the PG era Randy Orton. He's like the epitome of like the guy who like comes to your store to make sure. like He's like the safety monitor. He's the one that's not going to hurt you. But you're gonna have not gonna not have a good match either, dude. You're gonna get out of it alive though. This was like, I what was it? I need the exact time of this. Hold he on one the second. Worst Roman Reigns is the worst finishers back then ever. This, this is so lame. This is 16 minutes and 30 seconds of my life that I'll never fucking get back. Why does he need to do? Like he should have just finished him with a Superman punch. Like the spear is literally dog shit. 
Do you want me to be honest with you? And it's not even a good hit spear. Like, I've seen him hit so many better spears. I watched this live and I forgot it fucking happened. Oh, shit. It's that bad, huh? Yeah. So, so who was worse? I did not like Roman Reigns back then. You think he's worse than Randy Orton? Yes. Randy's consistently good, I can't but choose. boring. I can't choose which one I dislike worse. Although, since we're being critical... Randy has made a name for himself by putting people over who are younger. And that's nothing but respect for that. You can't say anything else but respect for that. I'm not... And Roman, on the other hand, is at the top of his fucking game. He really is. And he's... That's why this is my bad gimmick. Because I fucking hated Roman Reigns my entire time knowing him. Until he's made this switch. Because they booked him horribly until this. He's now just him being him and them trusting him and being like... Yeah, and, and with he finally isn't doing annoying shit. Like the the gimmick the gimmick finishes It makes sense. Are so Everything annoying. he's doing. It's like he's not a fucking superhero. Stop booking him like that. No, yeah, exactly. I That's why this is so much better now. The minute they it, took the fucking bulletproof vest off of him, I was so relieved, dude. It's annoying. Like he, I don't know what he's supposed to be like a, a SWAT team member or a superhero. Whatever it is, it's not working. So I'm glad they figured it out. Well, he used to be a SWAT team member. That's like part of the shield. Like they were. Uh, That's what I was saying, though. Like I don't know what the fuck his angle is. Like in this, like I'm kind of lost in this character. That he, I don't know what this character is supposed to be. Anyway. No one ever did. And he, he's the Honestly, one. Can we say that about all of them? No. Did they really not. I mean, Seth. They all have come out and done better for themselves. You know what I mean? In the end, but when they were in this era. None of their characters really made sense. No, Seth did. He, uh, if you were paying attention this whole time, like I was, he was like a dominion of Triple H and everything like that. Like they set him up, like Corporate Kane helped him get the fucking money in the bank and everything like that. Like Seth's, uh, character made sense. Ambrose's character made sense. It didn't really make sense. He was just a loosely drawn character that had no fucking floor. Who? He was like, eh. so that's the problem with the Dean Ambrose character for me. Is it's so loose. There's no substance to well, it. Well, he's a loose cannon. No, but what they do is they put together three words and just told him the three words and said, act like this. Go be crazy. It's just like, fuck, dude. Like, so lazy. I. It's the same with Roman Reigns. This is just lazy writing. He's just, it's a lazy character. Lazy booking. What do you want? And Randy Orton is the king of eating up lazy people. Look at him now. Fucking Matt Riddle. Oh, God. Let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about something I really want to Let's talk about. Let's finish this bitch off. Tell me about the finish line. This is one of my favorite matches of all time. I could sit here for two hours, or I could just say, this was one of the few matches where I was absolutely floored. Brock Lesnar, man. Not even, so. He's so good, dude. He's so fucking good. John Cena was always one of my favorite wrestlers, especially when I was younger. He was my favorite wrestler. Did you cry during this? No. I laughed the entire time in the best way. It was hilarious to me, and I was like, I was marking out. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this, it was, you, to see John Cena just get his ass whooped when he was Superman, he was unbeatable, and it was like, it wasn't that he was unbeatable. I've seen him kind of like move on to being 
a legend type status where he was, you know, he was working full time still, but he was definitely ready to transition to that part time, if not completely off TV station, uh, station, I mean, stage of his life. And to see him get his ass beat like he did, it just, it wasn't even funny. It wasn't like Cena got a bunch of great offense in. No, Brock just whooped his ass and threw him around that and ring. Laughed at his face for thirty minutes. And was that long of a match? It was like twenty nine minutes. I wow. believe. Wow, wow. And you don't ever really see shit like that. Yeah. And I remember watching it at my friend Gage's house, my barber, and we were with a couple of friends, and we were like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That match really solidified. My love for wrestling. I think it will forever do that. And Did you catch those uh, beginning promos from Brock? Oh, yeah. Right. I saw it all. Yeah, it said, uh, he said, I'm going to fucking rip. He didn't say fucking. He said, I'm going to rip you limb from limb, John Cena. It was just the, you know how dry face, he does shit dry face? Like, yeah. I don't understand how he's so good at delivering like a dry line and not like laughing. Because the second one, he was like, I'm going to tear you apart and put you in a pile in the ring of blood and venom and spit and puke and piss it's just like how do you do this it's such a funny line to deliver with a straight face it's just like listen john i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna end your fucking life <laughs> at one point he says to john in the ring he goes stay down i'm gonna kill you <laughs> dude he's not playing that shit whatsoever <laughs> he is not playing that he's- shit what is the... He's so funny, though. Like, he's like... I was reading that something that uh, CM Punk said about him the other day, and he was like, you know what's funny about Brock Lesnar? He's the biggest teddy bear. He's so nice. Like, the nicest guy that's ever lived. Oh, yeah. I have that article saved on my uh, interwebs that I need to be reading. He said, uh, he, he said, when I went to the UFC, Brock Lesnar called me and said, you, if you need anything, I got you. What a what, good dude. Yeah, what a real one. <laughs> and also... What about these cowboy hats he's been running with lately? That's the whole biggest look I've ever seen. What's a better look? The beard Brock or the cowboy hat Brock? Both. You gotta pick one. Beard. I think I'm gonna go cowboy boot. Cowboy boot combo? New boot goofing. New boot goofing. With them fucking feet, bro, he's got some legs on him, man. Alright, so what would you rate this boy? Wait a minute before we do that. This motherfucker is getting paid, too, by Jimmy Johns. He's got him on the front and the back of his shorts. He's not fucking playing. Everlast is big sponsor in his boots, too. Did you see that? Oh, I did. He's a, he, he's a walking fucking billboard, a billboard, my guy. He's a billboard. I am going to rate this a 2.8. All right. I will rate it a 2.75 overall. But it's lower than I thought you'd rate it. The main event is a five. Well, you should be giving it at least a three. The, the main event is a five. The reason I gave it a two point, what I say, sit five. I don't know what I said. Two point whatever I said is because I felt like most of the matches were boring. If that match wasn't in here, this would have been a fucking one. I did not need this at all. Um, I'll give it a three two. Okay, that's more appropriate. That's over a over a fifty percent thing. Because now you're looking at like a, a sixty or seventy percent. 
But that, like I said, that match between John Cena and Brock Lesnar, one of my favorite matches of all time. No questions asked. But Taylor, do me a favor, man. And I'm with the fucking outro, baby boy. I got you. So, I want to say first off, thank you for joining us today on Before You Were Jaded. We have a lot of things we'd like you to listen to, and they are going to be our Twitter handles and everything we're going to be coming up with in the next few weeks. And here they are. We have God Fieri as Will's Twitter. Mine is Taylor Hassler one We have a group Twitter called Jaded Rasslin'. You can follow that. We also have a Facebook account, Jaded Rasslin'. Please follow that. And for the love of God, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at Jaded Rasslin'. Holy shit, dude. It's been so difficult to get even fucking 100. Please. I know that sounds pathetic, and we're, it we really are, is. We're, we're, we feel like we're pretty good at this, but maybe we're not. I don't know. Either way, listen... We have some stuff coming up, but first, make sure you follow Kevin at Job and Rogue. Make sure you follow Year of Podcast with Kevin and Duke. Make sure you follow Redbeard Pirate, Al, our artist. You know and, that? no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Al is no longer just an artist. He is a full-fledged member of the Jaded family, and uh, I think he's going to be a mainstay on the family discussions going forward. So, uh, keep an eye out for that shit, baby. Hell yeah. So, uh... Shout out to Al. But yeah, hey, uh, shout out to Ireland guy. Uh, if, I don't know if that was you that followed us on Facebook, but if it is, like a couple pictures next week. If you like two, I'll know it's you. All right. Yo, so yeah, year of podcast with Kevin and Duke. Make sure you follow that. And in the next coming weeks, we have another Jaded Family interview coming out. Talk about it, Will. Oh, man. It's such a great time. And we are talking about a... Uh... You know, a startup project from a really great guy called, uh, it's a comic book. And, you know, I'm not going to give too many spoilers right now. I just want you to keep your eyes peeled for that interview. It's a wrestling comic book? Yeah, boy. Okay, dope. I'm really, really interested to hear this, and I can't wait to hear it. And also, shout-outs to him. He is a uh, cool fucking dude. I really like him already, and I didn't even get to talk to him. I should have been there. I blew it. Anyway... Uh, so, we have all this stuff coming, we're looking at everything we got going on right now, and we really appreciate, uh, everything you're doing for us, um, so, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a subscribe, and have a great night, alright? Alright, say JD, baby. What, because it was going black? You sleepy bitch! I am. I'm sorry I failed you. You failed me. I still... I still feel like I. I still feel like I pulled it through that. Even though I was like falling asleep the hat past then. You gotta work tomorrow morning. Yeah. Are you gonna where? Do you even know your password anymore? Are you too tired? My caps lock was on.